sometimes we will say a bunch of funny stuff before we actually start recording and then we start recording and then when I go listen to it I'm like crap the joke got cut off and then and then I can't use it so I just said today I'm gonna be quiet I'm not gonna say anything until we actually start okay you ready <laughs> yes okay <I'm> ready. <laughs> you're 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 now allowed to say things, including funny things. I will say all of the things. Um, welcome to our show. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis. Welcome back. Um, so, in do you want to do you want to do a theme song? What do you want to do? How do you want to start this baby? Um, I don't. I don't have. I'm out of. I'm out of genres for theme songs. Yeah, out of theme songs. Yeah, it becomes it becomes a problem because there are only so many. And I don't want to stretch you too thin, mm-hmm. you know. I know Thank that you. I know that the um, artistic process, <laughs> you know, it just can't be put on the spot. Shut up. Um, I have a song for you. Okay. Happy birthday, Patrick! Oh, sweet, Patrick! It's your birthday. Do you know what that's from? Um, the tune. Do you know the tune? Yeah, I do. It's from The Simpsons when Michael Jackson was on. And he's saying to Lisa. Yeah but, yeah, but that was yeah. He said happy birthday. But that was Lisa. that was from something that's already a song, isn't it? Maybe it is, but that was on yeah. The Simpsons. I'm singing it because tomorrow is Patrick's birthday. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's my birthday. Happy early birthday, baby. Thank you. How old are you? Do you uh, know? Old enough. Old enough. I'm not that old. I think I'm thirty. I think I'm thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Maybe thirty-four. Okay. Well, I sang a Simpsons-themed birthday tune because Harry... You're going to give me a Simpsons-themed birthday party. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would be so pissed. No. You would be pissed about a Simpsons-themed birthday party? You yeah. love the Simpsons. I'm not, I'm not a 10-year-old. Yeah, I know. I would never do that. But, like, okay. Um, you know why, why I went the Simpsons theme, so I don't know what that was about. Um <laughs> Harry Shear from The Simpsons. He's the voice of Ned Flanders, Principal Skinner, and a whole bunch of characters mm-hmm. is leaving The Simpsons. That is so sad. I know. Can you, you want to try and guess some of the other people? Because honestly, like, this is going to be a huge blow to the show. Like, he voices everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they do it on The Simpsons, though. And a lot of cartoons as well. Where the one person pretty much does half the characters, somebody else would do the other half. He does everybody. He does Lenny, Mr. Burns. Does he do? Um, does he do uh, the groundskeeper? Groundskeeper Willie? No, he doesn't. Oh uh, well, that's he good. does Scratchy though, which is like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they can find somebody to fill in I for do- Scratchy. Hey Simpsons, if you need someone to do Scratchy, and be like. <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly. Fran do and it. almost anyone else could do it. Well, I mean, that's the thing is that these voices are so recognizable. Now they definitely have uh, people who will just come and do those voices. This dude was getting between three hundred and four hundred thousand dollars an episode. Are you per episode? <laughs> Look at Patrick's face. <laughs> that's unbelievable. You know, should have gone to law school. It's not. <laughs> what a <it's>, waste. <laughs> my God. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I get it. I made a mistake. You know, whatever. You go, I'm not making that much. You sit for one standardized test, okay, <laughs> and you pay for it for the rest of your life. Well, here's the thing: is that apparently one of his major gripes back in 2011, and I'm assuming to this day because this was over a contract negotiation, is that the actors on the show don't make anything from syndication or any of the merchandise. He makes 3 to 400,000 dollars an episode times that by 20 some years. 20 3 decades. Okay, 30 longest years. Longest running cartoon in history. Okay, so times that by 30 years and what is it? 10 to 10 to 14 episodes per season? I don't know how Does many. This man episodes? not make enough money is that Well, here's the thing. I don't know. I can see both sides. Like, that is a ton of money. But when you think about how much The Simpsons makes off of, like, shirts and comics and, like, toys and, like, all of that stuff, for them not to be getting a slice of that. And then syndication. I swear to God, you can throw a rock in any direction and The Simpsons is on in, like, on some channel. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's on TBS. It's on Fox. It's on, like, it's on all the freaking time. And he's not making anything off of that. So, I mean, it's kind of unfair. Kind of unfair. But, I mean, aren't you cutting your nose off to spite your face? Because where is he going to go? 
He works. He he's the guy who's been in all like the Christopher Guest movies. He 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 was in Spinal Tap. He's like a oh. he's like a working comic. He's like a very funny guy. Like he's definitely Oh my gosh. I don't uh, yeah. I don't I know Victoria's handed me a calculator to say how much money this man is making. I don't even know how to say this number. It's like 108 bajillion. million. It's Yeah, I'm sure that I mean I'm sure he makes more now than he did in the past. Oh my gosh. So that's that, so it's probably less than that. But yeah, if if you were to if you were to multiply was it 3 or 400,000 per episode at whatever number of episodes is in a season times 30, that's what you're looking at. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I think that I mean, I don't know. Like, that's a lot of money to, to be paid to do voices. But at the same time, like, The Simpsons and Fox are making so much money off of all of these other ventures. It's kind of silly that they're not making a little bit off of that. Right? I hey, I agree. But the thing is, is that if I was doing those voices for The Simpsons, I think that's all I would do. And then I would retire early and count well, my money. Apparently, for the he rest said he's going to go do other work. He said that that was, you know, was really important to him was to go be able to do other stuff. So, I wish well, him well. I'm of the yeah, mind. I'm going to ruin it for the rest of us, though. It's fine. It's, it's fine. not going to be ruined. They're just listening. I'm mad at you. They're. <laughs> You're the worst. Okay. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I kind of think The Simpsons is on its way out. Like it, I love The Simpsons. It's very funny, but like, come on, guys, give it up. It's it's not as funny as it used to be. That's 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 tantamount to sacrilege, right there. You don't think I it's mean, like Saturday Night Live? It just no, stays on no, forever, no, 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 and no, sometimes no. they get good writers, and it's good. And yeah. other times the writing is is weak and it's bad, but it's always a good show. It's always worth having around. Mm. I think so. I don't know. I think they've lost enough characters that maybe it's time to just, you know, give it a joyful funeral and just wrap it up. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, didn't you? Yes, that was great. That was fantastic. In other news, I think that a elderly woman thought I tried to mug her. What? Just a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, I was standing happened? out in front of our apartment building. Um, it was it was late evening. They're like, so what's was... a white dude doing in this neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. It's not a good sign. He's not a cop. <laughs> He's not homeless. Why are you here? Right. Yeah, he uh, she um, she was walking very slowly because she was she was a very elderly woman. And uh, I was I think I was out front. I think I was smoking a cigarette, and I went to sort of take a few steps out and and just sort of flick my cigarette out into like the curb or something like that so it wasn't right in front of the building which is still littering um but... <laughs> <laughs> telling yourself yeah well um so i walk past her and she stops and then you know i flick my cigarette and get, i mean it's only a matter of a few steps so it took about a second and a half to do this i'm on my way back to the apartment um entrance and she turns around and she says something like yeah you better run whoa yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was so confused. She said something else too. And I, I was thinking, you know, is she talking to me? So I turned around before I entered our apartment building. Uh and she and she immediately she she was looking at me, but as soon as I turned to look at her, she looked away like, oh <laughs> like she Whoa. was pretending like she was like, Oh, I wasn't talking to you. But I think she was, and I think she thought I was going to do something. Uh, and then so realized funny. when I was was about to turn back around that if I was going to do something. Uh, she probably shouldn't be talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh, oh, you want to start something? Girl, yeah. don't get mugged. <laughs> that would have been reason just to mug her, just to teach her a lesson. Yeah, that's that's how how 90% of muggings happen, actually. You didn't know that? That's a real statistic. 90%. If she hadn't talked back. They're just teachable moments. <laughs> You're going to learn today. Um, oh. I have a funny old person story from this week. What's that? Um, so I was, I was like killing time before a meeting in the city and this little old man comes up to me and he's like, you are absolutely beautiful. Don't you ever forget that. And I, I had this moment of being like a little creeped out. Cause I was like, he just got like really aggressive. He like pointed at me. He was like, Hey you, you are gorgeous. Don't you forget about it. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa. Okay. Thanks sir. So, uh, you know, I, I let it sit with me for a second. Cause I'm really trying to like be better about accepting compliments. Cause mm. you know, people say you're pretty and you're like, oh, no, I had look ugly. Like, no, I was like, thank you. Okay. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So I go to the next corner. This motherfucker 
is telling some other random girl on the street that she's beautiful. And I was like, hold up a second, sir. First <laughs> of all. Did that diminish the quality <laughs> of the... Like, Wait a second. She is cute at best. She is not. I was. I mean, she oh, was. Oh, okay. so she wasn't as pretty as she you. She was okay. She wasn't bad. That's what offended you. But I was like, mm, excuse me. You don't just go out willy nilly throwing the word beautiful around <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to step in and be like, excuse me, ma'am. He just told me I was beautiful a block ago. So don't get all high on your horse, Ooh. okay? I was so pissed. <laughs> I like that you were jealous. I like that you were, your gut was to reject the compliment out of hand, but then when you saw him giving it to somebody else, yeah. you were jealous of it that person. It changed everything. I was wow. like, sir, that is rude. If you're going to call someone beautiful. You know what I mean? Don't just like, you can't just say that to anyone. And then and then at least have the courtesy to wait like a few blocks so I wouldn't be an earshot. I wouldn't have known if he had, you know, gone over, like taken a subway stop or something to go tell somebody. Don't just throw out compliments within, you know. And you're saying you're better looking than the second person that he complimented. I mean, I don't know that I'm better looking than her, but I mean, she was cute. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, just say, you're very cute. But you're cuter? Um, I mean, like I said, are, I'm pretty are... sure I'm pretty sure when this conversation started a few moments ago, you made it pretty clear <laughs> that you thought you were better looking than this woman. So, um, yeah, she was she was cute. I'm not going to say anything negative about her appearance. The point was, sir, that if you are going to say that someone is attractive, you know what I mean? You can't just start walking. Then, then it just made me think, well, damn, he maybe wasn't really telling me I was beautiful. He's just going up to anyone and saying that. And that just made me feel some kind of way. Maybe it's just a compulsion to tell people they're beautiful. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe he's just like Johnny Appleseed and like positivity for maybe. people. You know, he's just walking around saying, you know, there's a person. I want you to know you're beautiful. Or maybe maybe for him, you know, beauty is really is really more than just skin deep. And he's saying you're as a per you as a person are beautiful and that's the message he was trying to get across mm. and if you hadn't given him a dirty look he would have explained I that didn't to you. give him a dirty look I said thank you it was just he was very forceful about it and it did kind of throw me off a little bit but you know I you know what I I have to comment on this <laughs> I love that you started this this story by saying my my reaction initially was to say, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm not beautiful." That's what you're supposed to do. Well, but not then you to. clearly know that you're more beautiful than other people. <laughs> no, I, no, I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that I'm more beautiful than her. I think some people are beautiful. Some people are cute. Some people are like exotic. It's not like to say that one is better than the other. It's mm. just like it's not a competition. Call it like you see it. You but know you what just I'm happen to be in the lead. Well, I just, in terms of beauty, I just thought that this girl was cute. And I would not have, all I'm saying is he was a little, he was doing the most with his complimenting. And it just made me feel I was a little slighted. I was a little pissed off about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a bitch. You are. You're terrible. <laughs> oh, how are the dogs? Oh, my God. Um, the dogs are good. Uh, Phil is so freaking sneaky. Um, as you guys remember, we put Phil on a diet. Um, but Phil, when we take him for walks, he's trying to eat everything off of the sidewalk. Which is not, which is not a new story. No, it's not a new story. But like, here's the thing, like, this just goes to show you how sneaky Phil is. There will be some lettuce on the sidewalk and Phil will be like, no, nah, I don't think I want to do that. And Patrick's <laughs> like, hey, Phil, come on, TZ. It's true. The other day we walked by half, uh, half of a perfectly fresh banana. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> bruised or anything and it was cut in half. So it wasn't like somebody had been munching on it. Not that Phil would care because he eats half eaten chicken wings and things like like that but uh we walked right by it and i just i just let him go for that but usually i'll pull him around things that like, i know he's gonna no, eat thank you i'm not eating a banana yeah i gave him a shot i said you know what that's a, i think that's on your diet so you can go ahead and just devour that half a banana right there on the sidewalk he didn't even look at it <laughs> you know what else he's been doing what's that um so we feed Phil and Kaya separately now. This is also part of our initiative to help Phil lose weight because previously we were feeding them together and Phil would just eat his food and then gobble up Kaya's food. So now we put Phil in the kitchen and Kaya in the living room. And Kaya does not eat immediately. Like She takes her sweet little time. So she kind of munches throughout the day. And Phil's been pretty good about not eating her food. 
except the other day I caught him and he was eating quietly. <laughs> he does. He's a loud eater because he just basically inhales those little food pellets. He's and, like, it's, <laughs> and it's a lot of grunting and snorting yeah, and, and, moaning. and slapping noises. <laughs> it's just really disgusting. <laughs> it's true. And actually, he's he is the reason that they think that Brooklynites have the loudest sex. Ooh, that's that's probably that's why we've been getting weird looks. People, people when think people we're like call, those weird foodie people. When people call to report the loud noise, they think it's a sex thing, but it's just Phil eating. They're like they're they are eating in the bedroom <laughs> while they're having sex. Oh my god, it's Phil just unsanitary. Was over at Kaya's bowl, very carefully taking like one pellet out at a time yep. and like chewing softly. I had never seen him do that before. And I was like, this sneaky yeah. little shit. He's smart enough when he wants to be, but he will eat anything. I um this is kind of this is actually very gross. But this is <laughs> great. This <Trigger> happened <laughs> right. <laughs> this happened a few a few days ago, and it was it was both uh, one of the most disgusting things I've ever participated in, and one of the oh, most no, 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 and no. one of the most magical. No, 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 no. no <laughs> I have no, to no, because no. I have to share this with Why? someone. Why? Why? This is with so everyone. gross. Um, so Phil's going to the bathroom, right? You know, they hunch over, they do their business, and then we keep walking. But he's hunched over for a very long time, and he's got like a very long thing that's hanging out of the end of him, no. and it's not coming out. But I waited. I mean, I waited for him to finish up for like 10, 15 minutes. He's just standing oh, there. Oh, my God. I'm going to so, bleep all of this out. So eventually, eventually, I can't stand there forever. So eventually, I actually just have to like pull it out of him because it's just dangling there. Oh, God. But what came out of him was like a foot and a half of rope. What? I mean, I mean, when I tell you, there was, like, there was like three or four inches sticking out. And I pulled and kept pulling. I mean, I had to do like more than one, more than one pull, and the thing kept it was coming. Like you're like in it a was, CrossFit class. Like right, right. Like you're pulling on the rope, or like or like a magician that keeps pulling the handkerchief that never ends out of their sleeve. That's what it was like. Uh, pulling it out of my dog, though. Ew. We would have been there all day trying to get that thing out. That is so. It was. Gross. It was. It was both one of the most hilarious things, and, and you know, if if our dogs are gonna do this, I feel like you know, one day I want to like feed him like a little statuette of like Jesus or something just so just that so you can see it in his poop no yeah just so that when he's crowning on the sidewalk <laughs> I can I can stand over him crying and screaming like <laughs> praise the Lord sell that Amen. shit on eBay <laughs> exactly yeah and then yeah and then you sell yeah. it to somebody on eBay and it's worth you know however much uh, mm, miracle is worth on eBay and now you're thinking put those dogs to work oh as soon as I sell it on eBay you're like this is a great idea okay, first of all I just had the idea to sell it on eBay you did not oh that's that's true but, but it doesn't matter it's, it does matter matter because I came up with the idea and I said this will be a way to capitalize on our dog's poop because honestly I don't want to talk about or think about the poop because I have to interact with it when I take them on walks but now if there's a way to sell it and make something out of it you know what I mean? we could do prints you know what I mean like take a picture of it and then I, I would love that you don't want that to happen yeah yeah no I'm 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 all for it sure you're just salty because I came up with the idea. <laughs> no, I'm salty because it's a bad idea. Okay, two seconds ago, you were saying it was a good idea. All right. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go yourself down. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm not going to argue with you because tomorrow is your birthday. That's right. It's my birthday weekend. Whatever. I have been more excited about your birthday than you have. I wrote, like, birthday songs for you because we're going on a birthday brunch, and I, like, Saying to you about birthday brunch, I danced around and was like, birthday brunch, birthday brunch. You Who's did that. Who's going to birthday brunch? And you were just kind of looking at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Everything you said was fact. Yes. Speaking of dogs, Johnny Depp's dogs apparently have been deported from Australia. He, they were going to be euthanized because he smuggled them into Australia. Apparently, Australia has very strict uh, biohazard rules for bringing anything um anything living into the country. Mm. And apparently theirs are some of the strictest. So Johnny Depp flying on his private jets and things like that, visited Australia with his dogs and just took them there on his private jet is is what I gather. And um, and then they stayed there. And I don't know where he was. I don't know if he was still there. I think he left and left the dogs there. And Australia decided, you can't do that. They're here illegally and we're going to put your animals down. Oh, no. Yeah. And they gave him until, actually until today. So right now, but these, they, there are these deported. two Yorkie, I think they're Yorkies, 
are uh, their fates are being decided. They're either boarding a plane or getting the injection. Oh, that's so. Our hearts go out to you, <laughs> little fluffy and smiley. Wait, those aren't their names. Uh, you don't know they're not their names. Well, I I asked. I, I said it as a question. Names. Okay, I am kind of surprised that Johnny Depp has Yorkies. I didn't see him as a Yorkie person. I thought that he would have some sort of like lab or like a, some a larger dog, right? Oh, right. Anything cooler than a Yorkie. Um, I've lost a lot of respect for that man. <laughs> I hate I hate Yorkies. They're awful. You know. Oh well, I don't know that I would say that. Kaya's part Yorkie, but that's the, the part, awful part. That's part of the awful part. Yeah. yeah, she's really, really obnoxious and like barky. Yeah, the rest of her is great. Yeah, it's like half of her is just like a bitch. Um, well, all of her is a bitch. Um, <laughs> you've lost respect for Johnny Depp because he has Yorkies. Yeah. Did you have a lot of respect for him before? I mean, I liked his early work. What? Like what? Like, uh, was it Dead Man? I don't know what that is. Right, right. Because you you're just not made a, that up. You're not a, <laughs> a Depp connoisseur like I am. You're so full of it. <laughs> I also, you know, before he did the same thing over and over that's again. Why I, that's why I'm not a fan. Right, exactly. But, you know, when he did that and it was original before mm-hmm. it became cliche because he continued to do it every movie, mm-hmm. it was really good. Oh, and then when he decided to play Native American, that's when I was like, Johnny Depp. I didn't even watch that. I thought it flopped because I never heard anything about that movie again. It, it did flop, but, like, I'm just really not here for, like, Mr. Johnny Depp being like, let me pretend that I'm a Native American and then do like this super stereotypical Well, like, I got to be honest with you, I don't I don't hold Johnny Depp to a level where I expect him to teach me social values. Oh, no, no, no. So that that's kind of inconsequential oh, I, to me. Absolutely not, but I'm just saying like when he did that, I was just like bye, like I'm over you. Not that I would had any special feelings for him, but that was kind of like the final nail in the coffin. Can I talk about Disney's first African princess now? Yes. So, so Disney is going to have an African princess, and it's a seven-year-old white girl from Virginia. <laughs> this is the guy that planted the oh, flag right. in the stretch of desert yeah, between so, Egypt and Sudan. Yeah, so this guy, Jer- Jeremiah Heaton, his seven-year-old daughter said for her birthday that she wanted to be a princess. So he scoured the internet looking for some unoccupied or claimed land and found this 800 square mile stretch between Egypt and Sudan and flew over there, made his own little flag, stuck it in the sand and said, hey, this belongs to me now. I'm now the king and my daughter is the princess. And Disney said, this would make a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I I didn't find any information about why Disney would do something like this. I don't know, because they just want to shit on black people again. They were like, look, we gave you the princess and the frog. We made her a frog the whole damn movie. And now we're actually going to make something about Africa. And it's going to be a white girl. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you pitched it. First African princess. A uh, white girl from Georgia. Was she from Georgia? No, she's from Virginia. It, Virginia. Technically, she is the first African princess. I mean, uh, let's be real. Only if you give her status as an African because her dad went and put a flag in some sand. Uh, I mean, I don't believe that she is an African princess. But, like, in theory, if they're going to make a film about the fact that her dad said you will be a princess, her, her quote-unquote country is in Africa. So she technically qualifies as an African person. Right, you mean, the, you mean the Kingdom of North Sudan? I think yes, that's what that's, he named it. that's what he named it. And this is just so, this guy rubs me just like the totally wrong way. How could he not? He set up a crowdfunding campaign asking for $250,000 to help solidify their kingdom as a real country because he needs to have some sort of like trade there. Something has to happen there. Right. He's going to need a lot more than $250,000. Oh. $250,000 is, is not even going to cover the flights no. back and forth to his kingdom and the water and supplies it's going to take to walk through that well, piece of desert. You know what he wants to do? He wants to make it some sort of like a... He wants to make it like a hub for economic, like sustainable, like sustainable growth. Like, I don't know. He wants sustainable growth of what kind? He wants to do like some sort of way to like end world hunger by like finding new creative ways to grow food in the desert. In like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's been done before, but I don't. I here's the thing: there are there are already people on that continent. Exactly. And pretty pretty close to that area. Right. So, uh, you know, if if they can't do it or haven't haven't 
deemed it worthwhile to do that. It's probably harder than this guy thinks. Does he have a background no, in this sort of no. thing? He in, has, say, irrigation? He or... has no background in anything. He wants us to raise the money for it. And then this guy has the nerve to have a website and a documentary trailer on his little crowdfunding thing and an animated video all about, like, you know, why we need sustainability and we need better ways to grow crops. I'm like, wow. bro, how much money did you spend to fly over there and then document all this shit? And now you want me to give you some money so that you can like fulfill this dream of being a king of an African country. Like, get the fuck out. Like, go, go somewhere. Like, do that at home, right? Like, if you really want to save the world, why couldn't he do that in Virginia? Why does he like? It's like it's like this white <laughs> Sustain- savior. Sustainability complex. has to happen in Africa. Yes, absolutely. And we'll, that's where you go for these sorts of things. That's where that's where you go for anything pious. I know, really. You go to Africa and you force it upon them. And then you, you know, and then you reap the benefits of being such a good Samaritan. He's like, how am I going to teach my little girl to feel good about herself if she doesn't get to look down on some little Africans? <laughs> right? That's, uh, that's, that's pretty close. I think, I think you pretty much nailed it. I, I foresee, I foresee uh, this man speaking in the near future in front of the UN oh, explaining God. how how he had to stand his ground against the Sudanese oh, and the Egyptians. God, <laughs> I hate this man. And the Libyans. And um, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that uh, that Zimmerman will be a duke. Oh, God. <laughs> well, for, everything has a price. If you pay this man $1.75 million, according to his crowdfunding site, you can name the capital city. My God. I know. What would you name the capital? I, you know, I, I don't even... Douche, douchebaganesia. <laughs> you can also nickname the king for $2 million. What kind of stupid ass gifts are these? Like, the gifts on the site are literally like a button, a sticker. You get to name the airport. Like, why Why would anyone just give away $2 million for that? Oh, $2 million? I thought you said he was trying. Oh, so he is he trying to raise $250 million? No, no. so the, the- He's trying to raise 250000 but if you just happen to give him $2 million, right. you can name the capital. So usually when you have these crowdfunding campaigns, you say, like, this is how much I want to re- raise, but then you have, like, a stretch goal. Like, maybe if I pass that amount, then I could raise a million dollars or maybe two million. And so you so have then, a contingency plan if people do throw a ton of money at you. Right, okay. and so you have to offer- you're supposed to offer some sort of rewards for each level of funding. What do I get for $10? Um, I have no idea. I don't know. I didn't look it up. What would you give me for $10 if I if you had a country that I was going to donate Ooh, to? You were crowdfunding my country for $10. Uh-huh. I would give you a wink and a smile. A wink and a smile. Yeah. Mm, for $15, I, I would give you a wink, smile, and a handshake. Um, a handshake's kind of like a. I guess I. I guess yeah, that's but you would get to touch me. Physical contact. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it was like next level. Okay, so what if I gave you? What if I gave you half a million dollars? What do I get? Mm, what I if can't, I, gave I can't you, say that on air. I'm willing to give you one million dollars <laughs> for one night with my wife. One what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's that movie. Was that movie? Uh, not the Crying Game. Um, Indecent proposal. Oh yeah, I didn't isn't know that, that it? Where where the guy says something like, "I'm going to give you a million dollars for one night with your wife," and then it just turns their world upside down. I think they end up doing it. It's been oh. a long spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie from '82, <laughs> <laughs> for one million dollars, I will spoil your favorite movies for you. <laughs> that would be a, a new fun crowdfunding campaign. I don't know if we'd raise any money though. One million dollars. Um. Speaking of Zimmerman, oh god! Yeah, someone shot at him in the face. Um, yeah, they, I don't think they shot him though. I don't think it actually hit him. My understanding was that he went to the hospital with very minor wounds, yeah, and then later, fine. I think it said something like it was just glass that had shattered because someone shot at him through the window of his car that he was yeah. sitting in. And apparently, this guy, somebody named Matthew Apperson, uh, a who, national hero, who was the shooter. Yeah, he. I mean, if he had hit him, he might be a national hero. <laughs> no, really. Um, but he really didn't accomplish much except getting himself arrested. So, but they let him go apparently. Oh really? Yeah. Last I read, I don't think that any charges are being filed against him. That's, they were like, you know what? You you were a good Samaritan. You tried. Right. You tried it, and yeah. we're going to give you credit. Right. <laughs> we're attempted give you credit. attempted murder requires an actual human being. Oh god. Uh, so so when you attempt to kill a monster. Um, 
you really there are there's no crime for that. Ugh. Like I just don't understand how one man can continuously get himself in situations involving guns and violence. Because because he's a nightmare. He's, he's a, a walking psychopath. nightmare. He he is something and it's not good. I I believe he's a psychopath. I read that book. <laughs> a book about what uh, what's what's going on with Kevin or something? No, well I did read that book, but I also read Sociopath. What's next door. the deal with Kevin? <laughs> what was what was that movie? Uh, that book called? Uh, let's talk the, about let, Kevin. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. That's the one where they have the child who's who's a psychopath. Or it's a such a good movie. Or somewhere in oh, it's a good book. But they also made a movie. I didn't see the movie yet, but it looked really uh, good. way too boring to be a movie. Really? It's, I, it's yeah. like a it's like a thriller, like a scary demon. Ki- I like movies where there's like the demon kid, like uh, the Good Son. Do you remember that? With yeah, Culkin? I actually really like that. That was his best uh, his best movie. That was actually. a really good movie. Did you see the Bad Seed? No, that's like that the was original. The, yeah, I that's heard like that like that the, the movie 1950s one where it's like the little blonde girl who's like gonna she's a killer. Spoiler alert! If you didn't see that movie, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. You're not going to see it. Um. So Raven Simone is continuing her streak of not knowing what the hell she's talking about. Which one is Raven Simone? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Raven Simone was a child star. She was on the Cosby's as a little oh, kid. Right. Okay, yeah. And then she had her own show on Disney. That's a Raven. And now right. okay, she's kind of just her. like... Now she's just on a world tour of like new blackness where she just like says stupid stuff all the time. That's that's called new blackness. Like new black? You've never heard that before? No. Oh, damn it. That should have been our language be. So um so Pharrell did this interview with Oprah where he was talking about racism and he said that the new black is that we don't we aren't held down by racism. We are above racism. That is that is what it is to be a new black. Mm. Oh, and and that's a con- that's that's actualized by putting the word new in front of black. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why we hadn't done this sooner, because that was that was a quick fix. I'm an Thanks, original black. Raven. Um, no, so now everyone calls whenever OB. when uh, an OB. An OB. When uh, <laughs> not, Aren't those tampons? Yes, not to be confused <laughs> with tampons. Um, so now whenever a black person like Don Lemon or um or Pharrell, or now Raven Simone, or what's Stacey Dash? Whenever these black people say things about how you can overcome racism and don't talk about it, people call them new black because they just they get money and they act brand new. So suddenly, like you know. Oh, I see that. That's actually a great way to describe it because these are people who are really availing themselves of these white channels. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So now they're like, oh, I'm not really an old black person anymore. Right. They don't need to subscribe to to that mindset because they can buy their way out of uh, it. Supposedly, which is right. A Allegedly, of, a lot of bullshit. Well, they'll they'll learn that lesson the hard so, way. I think. I, I you know I pray they don't because I don't want to see anything Agreed. bad happen to anyone. But Raven Simone, I like I just where are her people? Someone needs to collect her because she was on The View and I swear I have a conspiracy theory that they only have her on The View so she can say this stupid stuff and we can talk about it because like when has The View ever been relevant Um, but you know there's this campaign called Women on 20s to get a woman on the $20 bill and they had a vote and the winning vote has been decided as Harriet Tubman. Uh, I think it was a preliminary vote. I don't think they held whatever the final vote was. I went to the website and the, and they had like the top people. It was like um, Rosa Parks, Harry Tubman, Eleanor Roosevelt, um, and a few other people. But Harriet Tubman won the vote according to their website. That's what I saw. Okay. Um, and so Raven Simone said on the View that she does not agree that Harriet Tubman should be on the twenty dollar bill. Now there are a few people that have had some really good uh, explanations for why she should not be on there, but Raven had this word salad that made no sense. She said, no offense. I just don't like that idea. I think we need to move forward. Um, I understand my history. You know, I'm part of that culture. But I also think that I would have chosen Rosa Parks, someone closer to the progression of what we're doing now. We have to understand our history so we don't repeat it. Um, But that doesn't happen in our world. And I would have chosen a different one. No offense. She's kind of saying, first of all, if you start your sentence with no offense... Yeah, but that can be, you know, that could even be a nervous tick. I don't understand why she's saying that was 
that was so long ago. Yeah, it's also kind of, it's just weird to be like, we need to move forward. P.S. All of our dollar bills have freaking presidents on, like people from the past. Like, you are yeah. an idiot. What are you talking too, it's, about? It's too old to be con- for her to be considered new black. <laughs> but Rosa Parks was recent enough that we could probably repackage her. I, I guess that's what she was trying to say. She just sounded so... I just don't understand. It sounds to me though. On a, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try, try. to defend I that under- stance because okay. I I hear I hear what she said and maybe she was very inarticulate in saying it. Oh, she de- definitely was. Right, but it sounds like maybe what she meant. And I'm just playing devil's advocate just to have a full picture here. Because God knows the devil needs somebody to speak on his behalf. <laughs> I'll like, do it. When will someone speak for me? Have I have I, have I told you I'm an attorney? Because. <laughs> the devil is just like, you guys, can someone please? I just would really like to get a word in edgewise. I'm Could tired you help of being me, shut please? out here. <laughs> I'm tired of being the voiceless. <laughs> <laughs> please, please play devil's advocate my, on behalf of Raven Simone. Myself and the minions of hell here <laughs> have been have been disenfranchised and marginalized. <laughs> This is not fair. Oh, I was going to say, I think maybe maybe what she meant, and I don't know, maybe what she meant was that uh, Rosa Parks is a little more representative of the thread that we're sort of still following. Okay. You know, uh, associated with, for instance, the original civil rights movement, which really continues to inform the current movement. Uh, and there's a lot in common there just based on the, the time period totally. in which it happened. It sounds like maybe that's what she was saying. Of course, she she sounds also like she botched it. But what <clears throat> I don't know. Do? Even if that was what she's saying, I still feel like that logic is like severely lacking. And <laughs> and some of the arguments that I saw on my Facebook page when I shared this, which I agree with, is that there would be no Rosa Parks without Harriet Tubman. So it's kind of silly to say that one is more relevant or or, you know, means more to the struggles that we have today than the other. Um, someone posted this great quote from Harriet Tubman where she said, you know, I freed. Don't put me on a 20. <laughs> <laughs> One day you're going to appreciate me, and when you do, don't put me on a fucking $20 uh, bill. You know what? I bet she did say that somewhere. No, she said something along the lines of, you know, I freed millions of slaves, but I could have freed more if they knew they were slaves, which is just like, whoo, wow. spill that tea, because it's true. And that's I think that that's relevant to Raven Simone, because Raven does not know what she's talking about, Miss. I'm from every continent in Africa. Like, she's just so <laughs> Did she say every continent in yes, Africa? Yes, she sure did. She said, I'm from every continent in Africa. It's like, girl, what are you talking about? So is that, so is that guy from Virginia. <laughs> He's, He's like, from every continent. I put continent. a flag there. <laughs> I put a flag I went there. to Africa to stand my ground. <laughs> and that's what I did. Oh, my God. Well, I do want to shout out, Jay Smooth had a really poignant video about why uh, Harriet Tubman shouldn't be on the 20. And he says, what we're doing right now is honoring the work of Harriet Tubman did to free us from slavery by putting her face on the reason we were in slavery. <laughs> so, like, you know, I think that he had a really good point in the sense that, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments about why a black woman on the $20 bill is not really the best way to honor black women. Um, Apparently they want the new 20 to happen in 2020, which will be the anniversary of the 19th amendment, which gave women the right to vote. But (laughs) Which is is far enough away that we'll all have forgotten about it (laughs) and it'll still be Andrew Jackson. Well, here's the thing though. Yes, the 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote. White women. It gave white women the right to vote. So, like, it's kind of ironic that you would want to put a black woman's face on the $20 bill in the year to commemorate women being able to vote when black women weren't able to vote. So it's kind of like a fundamental not understanding of our history. And it's kind of just like a, okay, we'll just slap you on It feels like a token is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. I, I can get behind that. On the other hand... Putting people on money has always been and and is frequently across the globe a way to promote a part of your heritage, right? Your national heritage, and so I get that that people are people are saying, well, associating with any uh, any of our you know historical black leaders with money, right, is is something that diminishes that just, them. Diminishes them, I, but see, I don't even know about. I don't even know about that. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, and yeah. it never will because you're you're talking about a history of oppression, right? And being barred specifically from from 
having more resources, which is money in right. our culture. It's like ironic. You and know? It, yes, there's always going to be irony there. On the other hand, I don't know that it's I don't know that it's overtly insulting or that it doesn't make sense to put. I mean, because like I said, that's that's what we've always done. We put heroes and people that we want to remember and presidents. And, yeah. you know, arguably, some of these people are not heroes. Yeah. Hello, Andrew Jackson trail of tears like just slaughter a bunch of native americans and we will honor you with a 20 dollar bill right like, I mean, but some bullshit right and so whether or not we're honoring the wrong people or mm-hmm. the right people is is questionable right but in theory at least you're putting people who deserve to be remembered and their memory deserves to be promoted right um on our bills so that people see them all the time someone made actually a great point though is that now <laughs> is that now people are going to be taking $20 bills and putting them in strippers G-string. <laughs> yeah, the girl that was in the studio before us said that. <laughs> and, I had not thought them, about that. Rolling them into little straws and snorting cocaine. Yeah, that's sad. But you know um, what? I but mean, you know, they've been doing that with Washington and Franklin and everything else. Yeah, screw all of them. Like, I don't give a fuck about them. But I think I think just it's more of the fact that, like, if you want to honor someone's legacy, especially, you know, civil rights activists, you know, one of, you know, the first black female spy i mean like harriet tubman was a badass i don't know that a 20 dollar bill is necessarily doing her and her legacy justice well i guess i guess my my thought is though it, it might not be doing anything and in fact i don't right. I, I don't think Agreed. it's actually doing anything exactly but i mean if if there's an opening to put somebody worth remembering and worth forcing other people to see right you got to think that's great advertising yeah and it could create whitewashing of harriet tubman's right. reputation and the history behind it uh, or it could, it could, you know, maybe that was going to be whitewashed anyway. It has been. Right. So it might actually help promote at least somebody thinking about it. And I, I think your boy Jay Smooth also made the point. They'll piss a lot of people off. <laughs> It'll piss off and the racist. Kind of funny. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. That was very funny. I did like the idea of racist being angry about having a black woman on their 20. Just any way that we can stick it to the racist. We're happy about that. <laughs> I have a question. From a tweeter, and this time you're actually <laughs> a you're tweeter. actually a Twitter, a twit. Um, <laughs> don't no, call our listeners twa- twits. Tw- <laughs> don't. I didn't. Don't... Ma- I I definitely didn't say twat just Ooh, now. Ooh, Patrick, that's getting bleeped out. <laughs> so Travis says, if we could each choose one guest to have on the show, which would we choose to have on last name basis? Oh my god, I copied that question too. It was the only question we got. <laughs> We got a few other questions, <laughs> damn it. Um, ooh. My, my, I, have, I have a question in response to this question. Travi, are you suggesting that we're not entertaining enough just on our own? No. Do you think we need guests? No, I don't think that that is what Travi is saying at all. I think that, you know, shows have guests all the time. Right. So it was... Uh, you were, it was a joke. It was meant to be fun. Oh. God, I hate it when you get so serious. I'm not. I wasn't being serious. I was just, I don't. Oh. Do you want to start over? <laughs> we've, started, we've tried to start the segment like eight times. <laughs> we'll, re, we'll restart asking this one very simple question. Mm. I mean, what are you you're like? You're like, uh, you're like Jeb Bush now. Oh, my God. Please don't. We'll get to Jeb in a minute. Um, who is the guest that I would like to have on our show? I would like to have... Oh, I don't really know. I kind of am feeling like salty right now, and I don't like anyone. <laughs> who would okay. You, who would you want to have? I'm going to think about it while you think of yours, so I won't be listening. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know, whatever you say right now, I will not be responding to. Uh, deep in thought. So, uh, so please, carry the show by yourself. Tell us who you would have as the guest, babe. Oh, I, I hadn't actually thought through this question. Ooh, one celebrity I might want is like Janelle Monae. I really like her music, and I think she's really smart, and she's like a feminist. And mm, I would, I would take Azalea Banks before <laughs> Janelle Monae. Why? Um, just because I think that her music is is just Azalea more Banks is tr- okay. Her music is fun. First of all, more interesting than Janelle. Like what? First of all, Janelle Monae is fantastic. And, right. And so then why would you even I mean you could say Azalea Banks but why would you say over Janelle because Azalea is trash. Because I only get to choose one. I know but like Azalea is so terrible. She says so much awful stuff all the time. I've heard but I don't I don't actually hear the awful things that she says. She says all I terrible hear are, stuff. Our comments about how terrible she is. Yeah. So I don't she, know what I don't know what she says. She uses she says, but... like 
slurs all the time and like if people argue with her on Twitter she'll be like I hope your dad rapes you like she's oh okay she's bad you do not we don't want her on our show but that's actually that actually works for me because all the people I think I'd want on the show are people that I disagree with because I would love to talk to them about what I disagree with oh them. to like argue with them yeah yeah I I mean not just to argue with them I want to see what how they respond when they're face to face with me and I I say in plain words exactly what we're all thinking. Mm, that's uh, true. And I want to see how they respond. And when they respond like idiots or when they try to sidestep the question or give some sort of uh, PC response that will get that will navigate them through the the crap that they're, you know, they're on our radar for, um, I want to take them to task. So, okay, so maybe that would be a good reason to have her on the show. I definitely would get us some press because, you know, we could get in a fight with her. She's famous for all of her feuds. So maybe maybe she would be a great guest that we could argue and get into a fight with and help get us more sponsors. There you go. We go from zero to one. Oh, I have something fun. Next week, Patrick and I are going to be guests on our very first podcast. We yes, are, we are. We, this is a... a Completely new to us. Yes. Well, not new to one of us because I've been on other. Oh right, right. <clears throat> I forget you've been on everything, including <laughs> no. television. Oh um, well, yes. <laughs> you're all over the internet, of course. <laughs> well, I'm just saying this was a first for the both of us. We are going to be a guest on the Fan Bros podcast. Next I'm week. stoked. Yeah, we're really excited. It's a really great show where they talk about different TV shows um, and a lot of like comic book stuff. It's a really, really good show, and I'm super excited for us to talk about TV because you know I love to talk about TV. Yeah, yeah, um, and they're they're so good though. I they're I've been listening to their so podcast a lot, and not only do they have um, all the indicia of a professional podcast, indicia. such as music breaks, they've got little sound bites, they've got segments. They're like they're really they're really over there. They're working hard. They've got a lot of celebrities like shouting out the name of their show. Exactly. Everybody under the sun knows who they are and have, have provided them a sound bite saying, when you're when you know, when I'm not taking over the world, I'm busy listening to Fanbro's show. But um but not only not only that, and they cover all the fun comic book stuff, um, but they uh they have really, really good guests and mm -hmm. they do a great job actually eliciting worthwhile responses from their guests. It's not question and answer. It's a real dialogue. And they, um, I'm thinking specifically about the episode where they had DeRay on there. Mm -hmm. uh, and the conversation was just amazing. And the things that DeRay had to say and how they sort of opened the avenue for him to say that. Uh, There's that, good that, interviewers. That takes a lot of skill, and I'm, I'm impressed. So I'm hoping they can get me while I'm on the show to say things that are even more interesting than I would say <laughs> on our own show. I'm, we'll see how that goes. I'm really excited, and they're going to have us there for the whole hour, which is like kind of a really big honor. Like they emailed us, they were like, "Usually we only have our guests for 20 minutes, but we want you for the whole show." So this is like a really big deal for us. We're super excited. And other podcast news: a big thank you to Ebony Magazine for including us in the Black Women Who Are Winning the Podcast Game. Um, which, I think they included you. No, they did, but they put our <laughs> podcast on the list, and then they did say, yeah. and her white hubby. <laughs> so, you know, like, you were part of it, too. I, I was a disclaimer. <laughs> they were like, just so y'all know. <laughs> just so you know. Trigger warning. No need when to you listen to the podcast, there is this white guy that's there, too. <laughs> he don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, but that was a really big deal. That was like the first bit of press that our podcast has gotten. And we were on there with some really big names like Another Round, Girl on Guy, The Read, of course. So that was very, very cool. Um, so uh, to wrap up the show, I would love to do a Slanguage B. Would you like to join me in the Slanguage B corner? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about corners. I don't care what's in them. We haven't had any corners in this episode. I can give you a science corner right now. Um, I didn't ask for a science corner. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got one, okay? Um, no, thank you. I will not be accepting your science corner. Well, then I'm not accepting your language corner. Um, okay, well, that's okay. a part part of our show. So let's begin the let's begin the negotiations. I will. Can I, you do your science corner in like thirty seconds? Yes. Do it. Okay, so I just read this article uh, saying that Viagra, <laughs> that Viagra uh, can actually help stop the spread of malaria. Wow. Yeah. In addition to giving you a boner, it will help stop the spread of malaria, and it does so by making malaria hard. 
And that's Wait, not what? an exaggeration. Apparently, it makes the malaria cells or the red blood cells carrying the malaria. It gives the malaria boners? Like it's a little malaria boner. <laughs> it, you, could, you could describe it that way. I prefer to be more scientific since I run the science corner. And say it, it makes the, the cell rigid, which allows it actually to pass out of the body more easily. Wow. Yeah, and now you're see now you're happy that you had a little science corner. Wow. Go that ahead was with really your great. language. Um thank you so much. You're welcome. Um for those of you who do take Viagra in our audience, fear not. You're not only getting laid, but you're not getting malaria. Um okay, so this week's slanguage B is again a phrase, and the phrase is stay woke. Oh, stay woke. I feel like you should know this one. I think I think so. Okay. Um you know, you got it when you're, when you're, um, oh man, yeah, stay woke. That's like, you tell, you tell somebody to stay woke, right? That's a, <laughs> that's like a directive. Oh, it is kind of a directive. Oh, so. it's definitely, it's, it's gotta be. But you gotta use it in a sentence. Okay, so, so when you're, you know, when you're, when you're leaving and, um, you know, you're, you're getting up and you're like leaving your, your little study group or something mm -hmm. and you've had this long study session, you just say like, <laughs> stay woke. Yeah. And you bring, you bring, you bring, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. That was a valiant effort. You, you tried it. You tried it. I did try okay, it. Okay. So stay woke. Which I now know is an insult. Yeah, exactly. Um, it derives from stay awake. To stay woke is to stay informed of the shitstorm going on around you in terms of turmoil and conflict, specifically on occasions where the media is being heavily filtered. For example, Ferguson, Baltimore. Uh -oh. So in other words, when you... Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> it doesn't work without the sound effects. So in other words, when you expose something that's going on, you know, like when in Ferguson they were saying that the rioters were being aggressive and in reality they were throwing tear gas at children and in people's yards, then you might say, stay woke, stay informed. You mm -hmm. need to make sure you know what's going on. Ah, well, in that case, my shit stay woke. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you are the worst. Um, okay, well, I'm going to challenge you. Do you stay woke in our next episode? Because I think it's really funny when you just casually. What did you say today that was so funny? I forget. But you, when you say like wig snatch in real life, mm -hmm. I've yet to hear you use fleek in, in real life. So please work on that. Um, so don't forget to... Follow us on Twitter, last name underscore basis, or you can follow us individually at Chescalee, C-H-E-S-C-A-L-E-I-G-H. Or tie optional, like necktie, and optional, like uh, like optional. <laughs> you can also tweet us with the hashtag last name basis. Let us know what you thought of the show. If you have any slanguage suggestions or if you have any questions for us, please tweet us. And we will see you next week. I'm Francesca. Stay woke. <laughs> no, no, I thought that was that was a great end of the no, show. No, I thought that, that was. I just was not. Oh God, I was not expecting that. This was last name basis. <laughs>